The following is a hoop ball presentation. What up? What up? What up, hoop ballers? And welcome to another edition of DFS today. I am your host, Santino Cacone, and this is your October 29th edition. Uh, we have ourselves a nice seven-game slate, and I'm going to run down quickly for you, everybody here. Uh, with the first game tipping off at 7 as a standalone game, a couple at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, one at 8 as a standalone game, and then the last couple to kick off the night. Uh, we have two at 10, and then the final game at 10.30 uh, <clears throat> All right, before we get into it, I do want to give a shout out over to our guys at Manscaped, the number one men's below-the-waist grooming out there uh, with all their fantastic products from the man, uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, the Crop Preserver, Crop Preserver, uh, all of that stuff. You can find everything from boxers to shirts uh, to a handheld bag. Anything that you might want. Wipes. Looking for it in the Perfect Package 3.0. Absolutely fantastic. I have it myself. I can't get enough of all of these amazing products. Um, when you're on Manscaped.com, enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off and free shipping on any order. Again, 20% off and free shipping when you enter the promo code HOOPBALL20 at Manscaped.com. Uh, the holidays are right around the corner, so you're going to want to take advantage of that while you still can. Right, let's get into this nice seven-game slate. The first game on the docket, we have the Magic traveling to Toronto to take on the Raptors. We have a 2-10 over-under, which is by far the lowest on the spread. Uh, and the Raptors are seven-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Michael Carter-Williams, Mark Fult, Jonathan Isaac, Etwan Moore, Michael Mulder, and Chuma Okuki all out on the Raptors. We just have Yuta Guantanamo Bay and Pascal Siakam as out. Start with the magic, surprising magic so far this year. Um, <laughs> they're not as terrible as we thought, but they are still obviously not the greatest. Um, Paul Bamba, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter Jr., those have been the best players on the team so far. Uh, Jalen Suggs had himself one game. Franz Wagner, not bad. Terrence Ross, uh, kind of taking a back seat this year. We still have no Isaac, no Kiki, no Fultz. Uh, honestly, the Raptors have been fantastic defensively. Uh, they don't have Siakam yet, but they've, they're the fourth highest or best rated defense in the league, uh, averaging only 99 points against on the gear. That is absolutely fantastic. They've forced... Set almost 18 turnovers a game. Um, that's a lot of really good turnovers. And I really don't want to pay up for anybody on the, the Magic. I can't fault you if you go call Anthony. I mean, he's just been having himself a field day out there. He, he had a 60-point game in there, uh, another game with over 40 K points. Um, and that 66.1 was against New, the Knicks in New York. So I can't fault you if you go there. Mo Bamba probably has the best matchup to take advantage of. Um, 
but I'm probably I'm, I'm only going to take some shots at them. I, I don't really want to attack this Raptor defense, and I still don't trust fully the Magic. Um, it's just not something that I want to take. I want to attack at six and a half and six six, but um, those would be the two favorites on this. Uh, you could look at Jalen Suggs, maybe only five one, but I, I'm, I'm pretty much going to avoid the Magic uh, in this particular matchup. On to the Raptors. Uh, we see Van Vliet is having himself a very solid stretch after the first two games where he wasn't so great. Uh, back-to-back games, over 50 DK points. He's now in the 8-1 range. Uh, last two games, he's averaging a, a very good amount. Uh, 51, Over 51 fantasy points there, 51.25. I don't mind looking at him here. I think it's a good matchup. Uh, I don't think it'll be a particular blowout. And I think it could be competitive, but it might just be low scoring. But um, with that said, Van Vliet, 8-1, not a bad look. I think we can look Scotty Barnes' way. OG, not too bad, but um, I think we could look Scotty Barnes' way as well. Uh, OG is another guy, just mentioned, not too bad. has been having himself a very good game, uh, back back couple games over 40 points. I think Barnes might be is going to be lower owned, uh, has a decent shot to... <clears throat> Um, produce similar points over 40, especially if it does turn into a lopsided game. I don't think they'll just take Barnes out of the game, um, get him running now while they still can before Siakam comes and muddies up some waters over there. Outside of that, I'm not too confident in anyone. This whole center situation with Precious, Boucher, Burke, it's just a, a cluster. And um, they're all getting minutes. They're all chopping up. They all have solid fantasy upside, but who's going to actually play 25-plus minutes? Um, it's it's very hard to beg that. And so far, it's been precious. And unfortunately, he has the least upside, in my opinion, of those other three, uh, of the three. Oh, well, I shouldn't say the least, but he definitely doesn't have the upside of Boucher. Uh, but he has been playing 25, 33, 29, 28 minutes. Still can't fully trust it, especially if this game turns into a blowout. And at 5-3, um, I'm just going to avoid that. Uh, even with him getting, he's gotten three double-doubles in five games, which is really nice. The defensive stats haven't been there. Uh, and he's only topped 30.5 fantasy points once, even though he has three double, three double-doubles. So the upside isn't huge. He can bring back value if you're looking for a solid value center. Um, but it's not with Boucher and Burke lurking there. It's not um, ideal. I would mainly just look at Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, uh, OG if you want. I mean, he's been playing really well as well. But I'm looking mostly at Van Vliet and Barnes in this one to take advantage of their matchups. Hopefully keep it a competitive game uh, so they don't have to get pulled a little earlier than normal. All right, on to the next one. We have Indiana traveling to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. We have a 223 game total, and the Nets are nine-point home favorites. On the injury report for this one, the Pacers have Malcolm Brogdon as out, TJ Warren as out, Keelan Martin as out, Isaiah Jackson out, and Karis LeVert is questionable. He might make his season debut in this one. On the Nets, we have Kyrie Irving out and Nick Claxton questionable with that illness. Um, start with Indy here. I think Sabonis is well worth every single penny, especially coming if uh, Levert doesn't play. 
they're going to run the offense through him a lot. Uh, coming off that last game where he only took perplexing four shots and scored nine points, uh, he's looking to bounce back big time in this one, especially if the offense is running through him and we know his ability to pass. He could rack up the assist. 9-4, I think, is a very reasonable price tag for him in this situation. Again, especially if Karis LeVert doesn't play. Uh, Karis LeVert does play against his former team in Brooklyn. I know it's a season debut. I'm going to wait on the pregame report, see how he's feeling, see if he's actually going to get a full complement of minutes. Um, is he going to start at point guard in this one? Uh, we've seen Chris Durte play Awesome. Uh, do they take him out of the lineup, his starting lineup, or do they put or <clears throat> insert McConnell? We'll, we'll see how everything plays out in this situation. Uh, but I am keeping my eye on Lever. If they're going to come bring him back slowly, which makes the most sense, probably I'm not going to look at him at seven six. Uh, but if he's just going to get thrown right into the fire, possibly start at point guard. Seven six makes a lot of sense against this Nets team. Um, and we know what he can do when when he is the main main ball handler out there. Outside of that, I'm like I think there's a lot to like. Uh, T.J. McConnell, five five. I just mentioned it with Levert. He might get the start. There's no Malcolm Brogdon for at least a couple games. We know what this guy's upside has been when he has gotten the starts in recent years. Uh, if he's going to play 30, 35 minutes, five five seems like a cheap cheap price tag. Um, we know he can rack up assists. We know he can rack up steals. Uh, he can shoot the ball. And that's something we could do. He, he sneakily can grab rebounds. Uh, he has some random big high rebound games too. So 5-5 five, five is a very reasonable price tag. Uh, Durte, I'm going to leave him alone in this one. I don't know if he's going to fully start. Again, this is a team that we need to watch the pregame report and see um, Levert's availability and, and the starting lineup. But I think we can leave uh, Durte alone. I don't hate him, but I'd rather have McConnell there if McConnell draws a start. Um, and Miles Turner, I think he's in a solid spot to possibly produce. Um, or we could we could also see Levert, McConnell, and Durte start, and they send um, Holiday to the bench. I don't know if that's necessarily what they'll do, but yeah, there's a lot of ways we can look at this. But I think Sabonis, McConnell, Levert are my top options. And if Levert doesn't play, then uh, Durte becomes a little bit more appealing to me in this matchup. All right. Jump on over to the Brooklyn Nets side of the ball. And we, we already know the two big guys. We have Durant. We have Harden. Harden hasn't played great so far to start this year, um, to say the least. But I'm not worried about James Harden. He hasn't topped 20 points once in five games. I think that's about to come to fruition tonight. There's, it's only a matter of time before uh, James Harden gets going. I know the... New rules on fouls and offensive foul, offensive created fouls, I guess you could say, uh, has changed a lot for Harden. But, I mean, he's one of the best scorers I've ever seen in the last 30 years, maybe ever. So it's only a matter of time. Uh, so I don't mind looking at him at 9-6. I think that's a discount. As of now, I don't, I don't think we're going to hold him down for too much longer. Uh, Kevin Durant, you're paying for what you get. Fantastic matchup on anyone. Uh, don't mind it going at either of those. We know that Jokic might not play. LeBron's might not play. Uh, so they're right at the top of the list of highest price guys to attack. And it's, it is a very good matchup. I don't think it'll be a blowout. So we can go look at them um, fairly comfortably. Outside of those two, 
not a whole lot to love just because we know the usage that goes through those guys. Um, we see Joe Harris bringing back some solid value. If you have to go there, not bad. Uh, we see Blake Griffin probably play. We'll actually see if Nick Laxon does play or not. That might change how I feel about the center position. We will get some more LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, possibly more Blake Griffin at center, um, possibly more Paul Millsap, or one of them could rest. Um, they don't have the need to have to throw them all in there. But if there's no Claxton, Aldridge becomes very appealing at 4K in this um, environment, even though Miles Turner is one of the better centers, deep defenders out there. Um, I think we could take a stab at him, maybe a stab at Patty Mills if you wanted to, but uh, not anything we need to force our hand. Uh, if we fall into those guys, yeah, If we don't have to force them into our lineup to play anybody outside the big two. As of now, if Claxton misses, don't mind throwing Marcus Aldridge in there, assuming he gets the start and he's ready to play 35 minutes. All right, jumping on over to the other game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have the Charlotte Hornets traveling to Miami to take on the Heat. Uh, we have a 220 game total, and the Heat are five-and-a-half-point home favorites. We have, uh, for the Hornets, Vernon Carey, Scotty Lewis, JT Thor, all out. Terry Rozier questionable, P.J. Washington doubtful. That's more out than probable. Um, the Heat, we have Oladipo out, Bam, and Kyle Lowry as probable. Uh, we will start with the Hornets. They have been the best defensive team to date um, on the short year already. It's a uh, They've only given up 95 points per game so far. I know it's a small sample size, but... It's a it's a good one. Um, Miles Bridges, 7-3. We'll start with him because he's been flat-out fantastic to start this year. Uh, at some point, he's not going to be scoring over 40 like every game. It's crazy. I, I don't really want to go there. I know people are going to, and other people are going to think what I'm thinking, uh, but I'm going to let it slide for now and uh, not attack him, even though he's been playing fantastic. Uh, LaMelo Ball. After that, since that first game, hasn't been as great. Uh, they've been winning, so can't fault him. But um, he's been getting a lot of turnovers. He's been getting a lot of fouls. And he hasn't been seeing the minutes that we would expect for someone of his caliber. Uh, weirdly, the one game he's seen over 29 minutes, they wound up losing even though they scored 129 points. Um, not to say that he should have any. He wound up fouling out. Um, but he's not getting the 35 minutes that we were thinking, so I'm going to hold off on him, especially in this matchup, especially if Kyle Lowry is good to go. Uh, even at this stage of his career, he's still a dog. Don't want to go after him. Gordon Hayward is a guy that I'd be looking at. Uh, with no P.J. Washington, I think we could look at Kelly Oubre as well. He's been playing fairly well, uh, and at only 5'9", that's still solid. Uh, and Ish Smith, Ish Smith, Jaden McDaniels, Cody Martin, I think those three are three guys that we can play on the cheap. Uh, hopefully Terry, or well, if you want to play him, hopefully Terry Rozier doesn't play. Hopefully PJ Washington doesn't play. That gives you nice value there on Ish Smith, Cody Martin, and Jaden McDaniels, um, all at different positions. I like, and and they're all three five to three. I think you could take a shot at either of them, uh, whichever position you need, whether it's a forward, shooting guard, um, or point guard. They're all pretty solid plays right there. Assuming PJ Washington and Rozier don't play, just opens up a lot of minutes in the rotation for them. Uh, if Rozier does play, 6-3 is not a bad price tag for him, but I want to see him 
uh, get his feet wet under him. I don't think they're going to rush him out there. He's only played 23 minutes on the season. <clears throat> All right, jumping on over to the Miami side of the ball. Uh, Jimmy Butler is in a fantastic spot. I mentioned about defenses, um, the Charlotte Horn and how good the Heat have been. The Hornets have been giving up 116 points per game, a lot of them. Uh, and while his two big, quote, big three players are coming in probable and going to play, uh, Jimmy Butler is out there at 8,700, and uh, he's just been fantastic. Last two games over 50 DK points, and I just think it's safe. I don't think this will be a blowout. The Hornets are very fun to watch. They play with a super fast pace. Um, it's only going to help Jimmy Butler out here. Uh, I love that price tag. I think he's going to comfortably beat it. Um, maybe not 60-point upside, but in this environment, in this matchup at home, uh, it's possible. I do really like that there. And Tyler Hero, 66. This guy's just shooting, shooting, shooting. Um, he The lowest a shot attempts he, he's taken so far, 12 outside of that. In the other three games, 17, 18, 28. Um, at 6'6", if he's going to average that type of volume off the bench, just be a gunner off the bench uh, and play a lot of minutes. Uh, he has two games over 30 minutes, two games under um, 30. So, But that is the type of uh, upside we can attack in, in GBPs. Not so much cash because he's still coming off the bench. Uh, um, but in this environment, again, he's going to be shooting a lot of shots, fast-paced matchup. Uh, Tyler Hero is a guy we can attack. 6'6", six, six is not super high to avoid him here. Um, he could still put up 40 DK points. He might take 20 shots. We don't, we don't know in this matchup. You're going to get a lot, a lot of extra shots here. Um, and another guy, <clears throat> Duncan Robinson hasn't been, um, great, but he's secretly had 10, 10, 10 and seven shots in all three games right now. 4,500 is not a bad price tag. Again, this is a fast paced matchup. I uh, should find himself open for a lot of threes. And this is an environment that we can attack him. Um, one of the few environments that will attack him now that the heat are a lot deeper. All right, jumping on over to the first game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the New Orleans Pelican, or no, the Sacramento Kings, sorry, traveling to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. We have a 221.5 game total. The Kings are one-point road favorites. Um, for the injury report, we have Josh Hart as questionable, Garrett Temple doubtful, Zion is out. Uh, and the Kings have only G League or two-way players out, so no one of significance as of this moment. On the Sacramento side, uh, this is a solid matchup that we can look at. I think De'Aaron Fox at 8,400 does make some sense. Not a terrible, not a bad price tag. I do prefer Jimmy Butler at a couple hundred more, and I think I uh, prefer Van Vliet a couple hundred less, but... Uh, for GPPs, if you want to separate yourself from the pack, I don't mind going Fox. Barnes, like Bridges, just a moment ago, is on fire. Um, can't try. I don't fully trust it, even though he's beaten this price tag pretty much every game. I, I still don't want to pay that for him. Uh, this is a decent front court right now, even without Zion. This is a decent front court with <clears throat> Ingram and, and JV playing the most of it, so don't fully want to go there. I think I still think um, Halliburton at six one is a solid price tag, even though he's only beaten that 
twice right now. And Rashawn Holmes, I just mentioned, decent front court, but 5'8 is just super cheap for this guy's talent. Uh, he has double digit rebounds in every game. He scored double digits in three or four games. Um, his lowest point total on the year was 29 fantasy points, and that was only in 18 minutes. He fouled out uh, against Utah. Outside of that, he's cleared 35 points in all three other games, uh, and he's not even 6K. I just think that's easy money here. Uh, JV is very solid, but 5'8 is just not a price tag that remotely scares me. Uh, and I love some Rashawn Holmes. I think that's just a, a guy that's going to make the majority of my lineups. Um, if not all, it's just super cheap. Uh, on the Pelican side of the ball, JV, right back at him, 8-5. Uh, JV has been playing fantastic, and I expect that to continue until, at the very least, uh, until Zion comes back. But uh, he's nearly 3K more than Rashawn Holmes, and I don't think he's 3K worth more or points more worth than that. I prefer Rashawn Holmes in a point-per-dollar situation, and then I can use that money for someone else, um, higher paid. But I don't hate him here. I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a guy we can target at 6-7. Uh, been a theme. There's a lot of these 6.5Ks guys that I, I've been liking. Uh, and Devontae Graham, I think those two guys are, are guys we can look at. I, I skipped Ingram. I, I do like Ingram. I just prefer Jimmy Butler. I think it's just a much better matchup. Uh, the Kings are a fast-paced team as well. Um, and they're only a few spots. They're 22nd. They're giving up 114 points per game. Um, but I think we can attack like Walker and, and Graham here. Um, possibly Josh Hart if he plays. If he doesn't, we're going to see more of Trey Murphy. We're going to see more of Herbert Jones, probably Najee Marshall. Uh, if you want to take flyers on any of those guys, you can certainly do that. If there's no Josh Hart, I uh, can't feel super comfortable with it, though. Uh, it's a guy that if you fall on, you're only at width. Three and a half K to four K left. That's where you can go, but I'm not plugging them in and building around those guys. I do think a lot of the guards in this environment do work well, though. All right, before we get on to the rest of the games, I do want to give a shout out, guys. The NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbooks customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NBA today and bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code NBA today this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, as always, you must be 24. 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Um, and that will do it for our awesome friends over at DraftKings. And now let's go back to the last three games that start late on DraftKings slate. Uh, Dallas traveling to Denver. That game tips off at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a 218.5 game total. The Nuggets are two-point 
home favorites. Um, that's kind of saying that Jokic might play, and I'll get to that. Dallas doesn't have anybody currently on the injury report that they, that they submitted as of today. Uh, they did play last night. Porzingis missed. Uh, Sterling Brown missed. Boban <clears throat> didn't play either. But this is the back end of a back-to-back for them, so we'll get a injury report later on in the evening. Uh, I do know that Trey Burke did travel with the team, even though he missed. It's not a COVID illness, so uh, he just missed protocol or something. Uh, so he might be playing. He traveled with the team. On Denver, I alluded to it. We have Vlatko Kankar, Jamal Murray out. But the big one, Jokic, is questionable. Um, they're playing two games, too, so he might not play one of these, uh, I'm thinking. But we never know. He said he was okay. If it was a playoff game, he'd play. A lot of guys say that. Uh, it's early in the season. They could easily just rest them. So that's a obviously huge, 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 huge news that we need to keep an eye on. Um, we'll start with Dallas side. Luca coming off a seven turnover game. Um, didn't have many assists. Didn't have many rebounds. It's a nice bounce back spot for him. But 11K, uh, if, if Jokic doesn't play, I don't know how competitive Denver is going to keep it without Jokic. He's pretty much the only reason they're being super competitive on a night-to-night basis uh, without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. not playing uh, the Michael Porter Jr. everybody hoped for. So if he doesn't play, I really don't want to throw Luka in there on the back end of a back-to-back for 11K. If they can start pulling away on this game, um, there's no need for him to play 30-plus minutes uh, if they're if they're pulling away. Porzingis, who knows if he's going to play. He's He's Porzingis. I know he missed the first game. It made sense to miss at least one game in the back-to-back, but he might just miss two. We'll see. If there's no Jokic, they have less incentive to rush him in, rush him back. So we'll see about that. Uh, that's big news there as well. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, solid 5K. I think that's a nice matchup for him. Uh, Jalen Brunson, if there's no Porzingis and Sterling Brown, he's going to see more minutes too. Uh, they play, play him at the point, move Jokic over, even if he's off ball. I mean... Luca over, uh, whether one's playing on ball, off ball, either or. Uh, I think Jalen Brunson at 4-8 is a solid play. And obviously the guy of the hour, Maxi Kleba, uh, 3-3, fantastic price tag. He played 29 minutes. He didn't draw the start in the last one. Uh, Bullock did, but he put up a massive double-double with six blocks of steel, um, four threes. Obviously he's going to make a lot of lineups here if – Porzingis doesn't play, and rightfully so. Uh, he matches career high in blocks. I obviously don't expect that to happen again, uh, but he's a guy who can block a shot or two, uh, can get a steal, can hit some threes, and he's uh, he can get some rebounds too. So I think even outside of that enormous game, I still think 25 to 30 DK points is well within his reach. Um, and at 3-3, we can take definitely take shots at him. He has center and power forward eligibility here. So he's a guy I'll definitely be looking at. Uh, we'll see what Porzingis does and if I have the moves to make it later on in the night. Moving on over to Denver. Obviously, this entire team hinges on Jokic. Um, if Jokic does play, fantastic matchup, 10-7. If he's ready to play a full complement of minutes, uh, I'm ready to play him. Uh, the dude put up... 24 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds in 15 minutes against Utah in the last game. Uh, my lord, 41.5 fantasy points in 15 minutes. That's absolutely insane. He was 8 of 9 from the field. He's been on fire. His lowest shooting game of the year was the first game of the season, and he shot 13 of 22, which is nearly 60%. Uh, that was his worst game of the year 
Uh, and that was his, I, I'm not going to even count this last one, 15 minutes. That was his worst fantasy point of game of the three. And he put up 50. He only had two assists. Um, yes, I'll play. I, I prefer him over Luca. He, if he's playing a full complement of minutes, he's just fantastic. The entire team runs through him offensively, defensively, um, whatever trans, whatever you want to count it. Uh, but if he doesn't play, obviously that's massive implications on the rest of the team. Michael Porter Jr. at 6'5 becomes a guy that we just have to play. Uh, I can't imagine him taking less than 20 shots if there's no Jokic. He took 18 in the last one against Utah. Um, and I think that's going to up a bit, a little bit more, but he has to shoot. He has to, the offense is going to likely run through him for the majority of it. Will Barton, never afraid to shoot. Aaron Gordon, 5K, uh, a guy we can attack. Uh, at the value is certainly there if there's no Jokic. Even if there is, it's not a bad price tag. I still think uh, Aaron Gordon at 5K is uh, teetering on the line of solid, bringing back solid value. But Monte Morris becomes a little bit more valuable at 4-3. Uh, both of the greens, I prefer J. Michael at 3-1, but both the greens, 3-1, 3-2. Uh, and then Bones. It might be time for Bones to get in the lineup at 3K if there's no Jokic. So there's a lot of cheap value here to be found if there is no Jokic. If there is a Jokic, uh, I'm looking at Gordon probably the most. I think Porter Jr. is still in a solid spot, but I'm mainly looking at Gordon uh, and then Monte Morris possibly to produce. If there is no Jokic, I think value is galore uh, to be found on this this Denver team. Take your pick. Um, go with who you like. I think I, I still like Gordon. Uh, Porter Jr. has to produce. Barton is never afraid to shoot. And again, we have the greens. Bones might be a guy to uh, get some more minutes, and I would take a flyer over him, over Morris, possibly, uh, if there's no Jokic. They need somebody who can get their own shot and is not afraid. All right, jumping on over to the second-to-last game of the night, we have the Los Angeles Clippers traveling over to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, We have a 225-and-a-half game total, which is, ding, 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 the highest on the night. The Blazers are four-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have uh, Ibaka is out again. Kawhi, obviously out. Marcus Morris Sr., out. Uh, Jason Preston, out. Keon Johnson, questionable. On the Blazers, we have Norman Powell, questionable, and Tony Snell is out. Um, We'll start with the Clippers here. We have Paul George, 10K, going against the Blazers. These guys played each other uh, a couple nights ago, and Paul George had... Eight steals in that one. Didn't do much of much else. They blew him out by 30 points, uh, in part due to that eight steals and a bunch of other turnovers from Portland. Uh, fantastic. I don't want to pay 10K for him. Uh, he definitely has the ability to, to beat this, and he did it in the first two games. The last two, not so much. But 10K, with when you have these other superstars on there, it's, it's hard for me to do it. Fantastic matchup, don't get me wrong. Um, but I would only do it in a GPP to separate yourself from the pack because other people are going to look at that 10K just like me and say, I'm not so sure. Um, we have Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe. And again, two people teetering on that at 6K mark, um, which I keep coming back to a lot. I don't hate them. Probably not going to have too much exposure to them. Um, but in GPPs, they make some sense in this really solid matchup uh, against the Blazers team that's going to be pretty pissed off that they lost by 30 against these guys uh, what, four nights ago. So, yeah, that's that's something we can look at. Terrence Mann, 4-6, I think is a very solid price tag. Uh, Batum, 4K, solid price tag. I think there are decent tags on here. I don't know who I'll, if I'm going to 
necessarily attack them all. Man would probably be my favorite value of the team, um, or Isaiah Hartenstein, but I think I, I mentioned a guy at center that I really like a lot more. Um, yeah, uh, mainly man, and I'll take some shots at Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, possibly Paul George in a GPP, uh, but nothing too much in cash if you're just playing cash. On the other side of the ball, got to see what happens with Powell. I think if Powell doesn't play, Nasir Little again gets the start, and he's been showing a very solid fantasy game. Uh, he played 59 minutes the last two games uh, w- without him, and he has 25 and 19 fantasy points. He's been getting steals and blocks, some rebounds, uh, nearly double-digit points. I think 25 or 20 to 25 points is very reasonable for him. Uh, again, you don't need to throw him in your lineup and work around him, but if you're at 4K for one, he's definitely a guy you can you can play and feel confident that he's not going to put up a dud of under um, like 15 points. I think 20 to 25, with the possibility of even more, uh, even hitting 30, is well within his reach at 4-1, and I like that for him here. Um, Lillard, McCollum, they're going to be super angry about the last blowout that they had against this team, uh, so it's something we can look at. The Clippers have been uh, a solid defensive team, top 10, giving up only 103.8 on the year. So it's not somewhere where you want to attack fully, but it is a solid, solid matchup for them. But I don't think I'm going to go with that. those price tags, 9-3-7-9, with the other options that we have on the slate and a lot of those mid-tier guys that I've been throwing around here. Uh, Covington is a guy to possibly look at two at four four uh, eventually he's gonna make some shots even though he's only taken a few but his stocks uh, have been going well this might be a, a matchup that he that he goes into but that's mainly without Powell if Powell does play and he's ready to play a full complement in minutes he would be the guy that I target a little bit more than uh, the other guys on this team at five four uh, we know he can score and they'll they'll likely need him here but we'll see exactly if he does play uh, outside of that I'm not fully in Vested in this game in a DFS standpoint, but uh, it's going to be one of the better ones on the night. All right, let's go to the last game on the docket. We have the uh, the Cleveland Cavs traveling to Los Angeles to take on the other LA team, <laughs> the Lakers. Um, we have on the spread a 220 over under, and the Lakers are nine point home favorites. Uh, on the injury report, we have Taco Fall, uh, Isaac Okoro. And Kevin Pangos all out on the Lakers. We have Ariza, Taylor Horton Tucker out. They're not going to be back anytime soon. But we have Sequoy, Dumboya, Wayne Ellington, and they're both questionable. And Anthony Davis is probable. Uh, surprising that Mr. James, who's missed a couple games here, is not on this uh, this list. Well, nope. This was updated. Uh, very weirdly, he's not on the official injury report as of what I'm doing now, but it's he he was questionable. I don't know why the NBA official injury report didn't have him, but he's is listed as questionable. I thought that was really weird. Um, as is Rajon Rondo. So we will get into that. But um we'll start with the Cavs and where to start. Hmm, who is their new player that's been awesome? Yeah, we'll start with Evan Mobley, but before we get into that, the Cavs have a one, uh, they're the seventh best defensive team as of this moment, uh, even though they're playing three centers, and uh, I said, Markinen's kind of a center, uh, and then the Lakers are the worst defensive team in the league as of right now at 119.6 points, 
points per game given up. You know, Evan Mobley has been fantastic. Another guy in that six to seven range. On the last two games, kind of coming back down to earth with only uh, 22 combined actual points and seven of 18 shooting. Um, but I, I still think we can look his way. But I do like the Garland and Sexton combos a little bit more. Uh, with Okoro out, we saw Sexton get more minutes. Uh, with with them playing big, Okoro's been playing some shooting guard, taking some of Sexton's minutes. Uh, we, we already know Rubio's playing a lot. Um, but Sexton was able to play the most minutes of the season in the last one with 38. He got up 20 shots, only the second time in five games that he's been able to do that. And he scored 26 points, again, only the second time in on the season that he's able to do that. Uh, and that's partly due to the extra minutes. He's only played 30 minutes uh, above 29 minutes twice. In both those games, he happens to have over 26 plus fantasy po- um, actual points. And he has fo- about 40, a little over 40 on average points fantasy. And he has over 20 shots in both those games. So uh, sounds like a trend. If he's going to play over 30 minutes, he's probably going to play or shoot 20 or so shots. Uh, he might drop uh, 35 plus fantasy points, and this matchup is very solid for him. Uh, and I do like Colin Sexton at six five. Same, similar to Darius Garland at six six. I think it's another very solid matchup for him. Uh, and he's been playing pretty well, but I think I, I lean towards Sexton here. Uh, Rubio at five six. He's been racking up assists the last game. He didn't, but he's a guy you can look at. I still prefer Sexton if you have that extra 900. Uh, Jared Allen at six two. Didn't have um, a double-double in the last game, but the two before that, he was really well. Uh, I think this is a solid matchup for him, especially if they play a lot of DeAndre Jordan, and uh, which I don't know why, and Dwight Howard. Uh, but Jared Allen's in a solid spot here. Again, I still prefer Sexton at 300 more, but I think um, Allen's another guy. Then you're looking at like a Laurie Markkinen at 5'3". I think that's super cheap. Uh, Kevin Love at 5'1". I shouldn't say super cheap, but I think that's cheap enough to where that both those guys can bring back value if they play enough minutes in without Okoro. There is extra minutes to be found there. Marketing could play the three a little bit more. Kevin Love can play the four and five. It uh, just opens up things. Um, but those are the guys I'm looking at, mainly Sexton. I think he's my favorite play on the team. Uh, and then if you want to go a little bit cheaper, Marketing and Love should have some extra minutes available at their expose, uh, disposal there. On the Lakers side... A lot of it hinges on, and then this game starts the last at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the only game to do so. Uh, but a lot of it hinges on, we know, LeBron James is questionable. Um, he's After they lost to the Thunder, he probably will play if he can, even if he's at 80%. Um, it, well, it's probably more of a medical decision on the, the medical team, too, I would assume. But um, I can imagine he wants to dominate his old team. Uh, we're looking at Westbrook, Davis, and LeBron James all from 9-5 to 9-9. Uh, the Cavs have been playing, not been giving up a lot of scores. They've been playing slower basketball, which makes sense because uh, they have three seven-foot guys playing in their starting lineup. Uh, so why why are they going to try and run and and not try and, and, and like outrun teams? It doesn't make too much sense there, but... Um, I don't really want to go after either of them. If LeBron misses, it does open up things for Westbrook and Davis. We, we know Westbrook can get a triple-double, so that'll be a little bit better for me. Um, Davis, I don't know. He's probable. He's a little banged up, too. If LeBron 
does play, I don't really want any of them. If LeBron doesn't play, mostly Westbrook, where I'm going to lean. And then we'll look at the rest of the guys, like Melo has the score, Baysmore, Monk. Monk's a solid play. I think regardless, he might have earned himself a spot in the starting lineup at 4K. Uh, That's pretty solid. Uh, But there's nothing at the moment that I'm in love with, depending on LeBron James's. Availability and even then, I don't think I love it. But I would like to play um, Monk a little bit more. I think Melo can play more if LeBron doesn't play, uh, and then you'll you can like Westbrook a lot more too. But if LeBron does play and they're all playing, uh, it's going to take some time for this team to gel and see where they are. So I would take stabs and GPPs, but nothing in cash. Uh, I don't think you can feel super safe in cash on a slate like this. I mean, we have the Jokic's who might play, the Lucas, the KDs, the Paul Georges, the James Hardens, uh, Sabonis, and so on, Lillard. Um, I don't want to take any stabs on this these, this team in, in cash games at the moment, depending on LeBron's availability. And that pretty much does it for the uh, slate itself. I can run down um, my favorite favorite plays here. Give me one second. We can start with the high price guys. And uh, my favorite high price guy on the night, hmm, there are quite a few, but I'm going to throw out uh, someone who's not in the Super Saiyan territory because I think that's uh, a little easier. But I'm going to throw out um, Jimmy Butler, 8,700. Again, he's not in the Super Saiyan territory. There's a possibility that you can still get him and a guy like Sabonis at 9 4 and not have to do any super cheap guys. You can still fill up around that 6Ks, uh, 4Ks, where I had a lot of people that I like. Uh, so I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. Fantastic matchup against the Hornets, who just like to run. They have a lot of young guys. They're running a lot, giving up a lot of points. Uh, Butler's been playing fantastic. 8700 is a very reasonable price tag uh, for him. So I will take a lot of uh, Jimmy Butler. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. So it's, it's going to be a really competitive game so i think we can uh, feel comfortable taking him there when we have so many other options there anyway uh in the mid tier uh, i'm gonna go with a guy i just think is super super cheap in rashawn holmes i think i I mentioned a ton of guys in the 6k range so i can say quite a few that i really like um and instead of going that route though i'm gonna take a guy at 5.8 that i just think is extremely cheap. Rashawn Holmes is just bringing back value. Uh, he's been hitting 30 points, 30 points, 30 fantasy points uh, every matchup. The only time he didn't hit 30 fantasy points, he only played 18 minutes against Utah when he fouled out, uh, and he still had 29 fantasy points. That's still bringing back value at his price tag. Uh, he's hitting value on his price tag exactly. I just think every other game, it, it, it 30 plus points, it's just easy for him. At 5'8", uh, super, super cheap to do that and my favorite value play of the night we'll go um under 4k with this one or now we'll do under 5k that's that's normally what we do uh, i think there's a, some solid ones there as well i think the easiest one to say is um that guy over in dallas maxi kleba but we won't do him because he's probably going to be very chalky so i'll go with depending on who's in who's out um, I do like some, um, uh, <clears throat> wanted to say Nasir Little, but I won't, again, I, I'm, I, I changed my mind. I won't do who's in, who's out. I'm just going to go with a guy who should play pretty solid and Terrence Mann at four, six, he's probably the 
the lone guy that I like in that in that game that I'll, I'll go with. Then um, at four six, that's really solid. But again, I think this value play and a lot of these value plays is going to change on who's in and who's out because there are so many guys, uh, big names included, that are possibly missing this matchup. So uh, that's going to change throughout the day when we get news. We know Jokic, LeBron are a couple of the names. Um, we know Brogdon's out, but does Levert is another name. Porzingis is another name. Uh, there's a lot of big guys here who are going to change things, like even Rozier, P.J. Washington. They, the Hornets have a lot of value there. So there's a lot of guys that are uh, going to change that value play. So keep an eye on that. That's the biggest news, and that's the biggest thing of the this slate. Who are the favorite value plays? Keep an eye on those news and who's in, who's out. But thank you guys, as always, for tuning in, and we will catch you again uh, tomorrow. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.